SAFM Sports Wrap. And I graciously accept that handover. Thank you very much. In for Brad Brown today. You are SAFM Sports Wrap. John Carrick, good to be along with you today. Plenty of sport coming up in the next half hour. We're going to be chatting football. We wrap up Euro 2016 and see who maybe will be taking over at England Coach. And also the SA Women's Amateur Championships on the go. And Michael Vlissmas will be telling us more about that. And uh, let's start with the big news, though. South African Women's National Team Coach Vera Powell is proud of her team. They lost 1-0 to America on Saturday night. You must remember that America are world and Olympic champions. Crystal Dunn scored the only goal of the match in the 35th minute, which is also remarkable because America started with five, or correction, four forwards in that game. So they were going to go out and score as many goals as they could. It was the first ever meeting between the two sides, and Powell, though, says despite the loss, she was still pleased with the performance. I would have say, said to the girls, it's, um, to the girls, to the women, the players, <laughs> It's the first time in my career that I, I'm proud on a defeat, and um, congratulations. But we also need to realize that um, at this level, the few chances that you get, you have to go for goal, and we didn't really go for goal. Um, we're working on that already for a long time, um, but under this pressure, if, we're, yeah, if we don't have the guts to fail, you will not succeed, and that is exactly what's the slogan of this game. Baraka FC have signed national under-20 striker Sianda Ngobo on loan from Orlando Pirates. Ngobo scored 10 league goals for National First Division side Royal Eagles last season. The National First Division champions are expected to announce their new signings later on ahead of their campaign for the Absa Premiership. Now, IAX Cape Town continue their pre-season preparations with a week-long camp in George. IAX will also host friendlies against Chippy United while they're there. The side will also take part in some of the Nelson Mandela birthday celebrations in the area. Yeah, we, we did it in the past. Uh, we go away for, for a week or so to, to George. Um, you know, we'll be there. We'll be participating in some of the Mandela birthday uh, celebrations. And uh, so looking forward to that. It's always good to get away from our comfort zone and, and take the boys away for a while and harden them up a bit. You know, and uh, a lot of hikes, a lot of beach runs, a lot of things to do over there. And also to play a couple of games. And then when we get back, we'll get into the more tactical stuff and more game situations. Kaiser Chiefs defender Lorenzo Gordino says he's convinced that he's worked hard enough to be able to be in the side for the Olympic Games. Coach Owen Gama will announce his 22-man squad on Thursday. Gordino won the Most Improved Player Award at the Chiefs Awards Ceremony and says that he's crossing his fingers to be on the list. I think so, yes, I have. I've worked hard enough for this opportunity. I've always wanted to be included in that squad. Um, it's, it's, not, um, it's not a secret to anyone out there. You know, the coaches have seen me working hard. And I just want to be humble and just go forward with my game. I was because I was, I was in, um, in the squad at the beginning of the whole process. And then I wasn't part of the squad. But I understood the situation because I wasn't playing regularly. So once I started playing, I understood that because I'm playing and the game time I've gotten and the experience I've gained, I was included in the squad. So it's based on your performance, I can say. And I think that I've been performing well up until now and I'm going to continue to do, work hard to keep those performances there. I think we have a very good group um, of under 23 age players in the, in the league this, this season. Um, everyone's doing well for them clubs. You know, there's all a hype around each one of us. And I just think that it's good for the country as a whole. You know, the competition's high, so it's going to give the coaches a headache as to who to choose. Going down to Brazil, it was a good experience. You know, we learned a lot. We got an eye opener of what's to come. And I think that's the main thing because we, now we know what to expect. We know how to prepare for the tournament. 
Cricket news, there's South Africa A against Zimbabwe A. South Africa at Stumps on day three, 121 for two. De Bruyne on 38, Fonsale on 25. South Africa A have a lead of 307 runs. Now, five-time Grand Slam champion Maria Sharapova will miss the Rio Olympics after her doping appeal was postponed until September by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. She was given a two-year suspension in June after testing positive for the banned substance meldonium. Well, Sharapova appealed to the CAS, but both the 29-year-old Russian and the International Tennis Federation need more time to prepare their cases. The Rio Olympics start on the 5th of August. Now, the 55th Berg River Canoe Marathon begins with a pre-race time trial in Paul tomorrow. The 240-kilometre race officially begins in Paul on Wednesday, ends in Feltrift on Saturday. Ten-time winner Hank McGregor will be the favourite, but he is up against world-class field, including K2 world champion Adrian Barros from Hungary and Australians Brendan Rice and Josh Kippen. Here's race chairperson Andre Collins. Well, it's great to have Hank McGregor back this year. Um, we didn't expect him to come back because last year he won his 10th work and he said, now it's it. But I think maybe because we have some very good paddlers from overseas, Hank decided to come back again. Hank has done so much for the Berg and he's such a legend. If you're anything like me, you've got Tour de France withdrawal symptoms today. Rest day for the Tour de France riders. Time for us to take a breath. Chris Froome leads the general classification after a daredevil descent of the final mountain on Saturday. He's got a 16-second lead overhead of Adam Yates with Dan Martin in third. South Africa's Louis Mankis is having the ride of his life. His ninth overall, just 55 seconds off the pace. Mark Cavendish is flying the flag for Team Dimension Data. He leads the points classification by seven points ahead of world champion Peter Sagan. Formula One news is Jensen Button will have to wait until at least September to find out whether McLaren will want to retain him alongside Fernando Alonso in 2017. Chairman Ross Dennis says he will not consider whether to choose Button or reserve driver Stoffel van Duren until the Italian Grand Prix. Button is the 2009 world champion. He's out of contract at the end of the season. Let's go to golf now, get a quick preview. It's day one of the SA Women's Amateur Championships. Like I said, we'll be chatting to Michael Vlismas later on in the program, get more details, get a quick update of what happened today. South African number one, Ivana Samu, led a string of big names that made it through to the third round of the Sunlum South African Women's Amateur Championship at the Ibotsi Links today. Samu had a first round bye and then beat Counting North's Adele Batel 7 and 6 in the second round. Uh, I mean, I'm definitely enjoying the golf course. I mean, I, def- I always enjoy the challenge and the challenge is amazing. But um, it's just got to take it shot by shot and I'm um, staying now in the now and taking it player by player, hopefully. Kaylee Telfer, the reigning Sunlum SA Women's Amateur Stroke Play champion, is also through after beating Petrone Rudolf 6-4 and four, and then Chiara Contamathios 1-up. And American college golfer Michaela Fletcher is also through following a 6-4 and four second round victory over Natasha Carlson. Michael Flissmus, Ibotsi. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're with SFM Sports Wrap. Let's chat golf now. And the SA Women's Amateur Championships are on the go. Day one today. Let's find out a little bit more about it with Michael Vismas, who's been watching all the action. Michael, where's the action happening? It's taking place in Benoni at the Igbotsi Links. It's uh, a Peter Matchevich golf course. Fantastic design. Really is very true to uh, a Links golf course. And, uh, and yes, we had the, uh, the seeding rounds yesterday. And then today, day one of the Sunlam SA Women's Amateur. And, uh, and it was the match play that takes place today. That's the main section of the tournament. And uh, most of the top names making it through to tomorrow's third round. So not too many upsets. So take us through the format. It sounds a little bit complicated. 
It's uh, it's quite simple actually. They what they do is on the Sunday they have a 36 hole feeding tournament, and that is a stroke play tournament. It was won by two strokes by Nikayla Fletcher back from the University of Memphis, and uh, she won it by two over South African number one uh, Ivana Samu. And then really that is just to get your seedings and your your first round matches. So uh, for the match play, which is the main section of the tournament. So the match play then teed off this morning. Um, a lot of the big names had buys in the first round and then played this afternoon. And, uh, and as I say, not too many, not too many fell by the wayside. I suppose the one that, uh, that you would have wanted to progress a bit further was uh, South Africa number three, Zetu Moyeti. She was um, playing really good golf and uh, has climbed up the rankings this year. But uh, unfortunately, knocked out uh, in uh, in her second round today. It must be difficult for all the amateurs to get to Benoni. It's, I can't imagine it, as an amateur you're struggling to make a living already. Now you've got to go play golf for a week. It's a lot. It's a lot easier than 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 the, the you know traveling around the world on a <laughs> traditional circuit. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, you know, it's quite central for many of them. You know, even if you look at our sunshine too on the professional side of things, um, Joburg Karting tends to draw a lot of the tournaments because it is so central for most of the professionals. And, uh, and it, you know, it really is, um, it's quite close. And, uh, and, and, and as I say, it's, you know, it's a unique course that they're playing, you know, a link-style kind mm. of golf course. Um, but having said that, really sets up well for a match play format, and they, they're quite enjoying that challenge. But yeah, um, you know, these girls do so much traveling as it is. You know, they're, they're amateur, but, you know, their schedules and the amount of golf they play is uh, at their level, at this elite level, it, they may as well be professional. They're playing overseas, they, they're traveling week in and week out in any case. Yeah, it, it's a quick thing to forget that amateur golfers aren't necessarily bad golfers. They just haven't turned pro. Yes, and, and you know, at, at this level, you know, there yeah, are those that are just here for, for the weekend to have fun, but the majority are the elite amateurs. But yes, uh, it's also sometimes you forget that some of them are still at school. Uh, Kaylee Telfer, she, she won the Sunlum SA stroke play earlier this year, looking for the double this week, and uh, she's also busy with grade 12 exams. So ah. She's got, she's got maths and biology to study for this <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> if it was geog- uh, geography and trigonometry, she might do quite well if you include golf at the same time. <laughs> Well, well, the numbers are adding up on her scorecard at the moment. She's through to the third round, so I think she's she's doing well in terms of her studies as well. Then, yeah. What's the quality of women's golf like at the moment? Then, now that you're seeing the up and comers there as well, the quality, yeah, John, is really good. You know, they they're playing amongst each other, and it's very competitive. The challenge comes how is how competitive they can make it overseas. Can they raise the game? to be competitive internationally against the world's top amateurs. Michaela Fletcher said it. You know, she's been playing this local circuit for so many years. She says you become like a little group of friends. You know each other's strengths and weaknesses, Mm. and you almost get too comfortable. She's now gone over to the American College circuit playing for the Memphis Tigers, and she says it narrows your focus. You realize how big big that pool of amateur golfers is in the world and how good they are, and and you've got to raise your game. You come back here knowing that, uh, you know, just making par golf here and the odd birdie and winning a tournament here is not going to cut it internationally. I need to change focus, Michael, and the golfing world is all at Royal Troon this weekend. Uh, It's difficult to say who's going to be a winner, but plenty South Africans in the field. It's great news. 
Yeah, nine South Africans, three really exciting young South Africans, Hayden Porteous, Brandon Stone and Thunder Lombard. They're going to enjoy it, certainly. I don't look at, at the pairing, some really interesting ones there. Ernie Olsen's got a great one. He's a, with Phil, Phil Mickelson in that group. That's, that's a really nice one. Um, Brandon Grace, a little bit of an interesting pairing there. He's, he's in the group with Patrick Reed, and Reed can be quite a controversial character. But, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think at the moment it looks, you know, whoever's going to be the winner, I think, as we know, an open championship, the weather's certainly going to be mm-hmm. first up on the leaderboard. I was just looking now, Phil Mickelson, Lee Westwood and Ernie Els playing in the threesome. That should be, that's a great way to start a tournament, isn't it? Yeah, Westwood, the other one, yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's, a, that's a great grouping there. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, I think it's going to be a really interesting one. You know, obviously dominated by all of this uh, Olympic golf issues and yeah. uh, Jordan Spieth having now just recently, just today, pulled his name out of uh, the Olympics as well. But, um, but yeah, hopefully uh, it's, a, it's a good open championship and we can get another South African major. From what I understand, that's the top four out of the Olympic Games golf tournament now. Uh, some people saying it shouldn't be there now recently. What's your views on that? Yes or no to the Olympic Games? Um, I think golf's not covering itself in glory at the moment <laughs> yeah. in terms of returning to the Olympics. I saw I saw a comment that said golf pushed wrestling out. Wrestling's been there since the start. You know how's that working? Kind of thing. Um, and 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 yeah, I, you know I think they're going to have to relook the format. I think if it was a team event, you'd have a lot more players co- committing to it. Right. The fact that it's an individual event and it's nothing different, nothing exciting about it. Um, has helped make a lot of their decisions. It's interesting. All right, Michael, we'll put you on the Olympic Committee next time and we'll make a new rules. <laughs> <I> think, <yeah? laughs> and we've, we've got to hold these golfers to it. None of them better go and holiday in the Caribbean or Florida. <laughs> we're, we're, those are also Zika hotspots at the moment, so we've got to watch them. <laughs> we'll, we'll see them on the beach in Rio in two years' time or something. Yeah, yeah what a lovely place. Michael Blissmus, thanks for joining us. Thank you, John. You are more than what you think you are. You are more powerful than you think. You have more than what it takes. You have more stories to be told. You have culture. You have more. More than what one can ask for. You have seen more than we can imagine. You can do more wonders than anybody. You can run the race. You inspire us. We see things the way you see them. We sing the same tune. We are in it with you. We are where you are. We are the other half of your story. And you are the other half of ours. Life and TV are one. SABC One. Remember that moment you wanted to give up when you had to fill out form after form and stand in long queues so you sought guidance from someone with an end-to-end online global trade solution. A bank that could offer you complete control through a secure online platform for all your foreign exchange and cross-border transactional needs. For some... Global growth is still a tedious process, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with NetBank and take your business to the next level. Email business at netbank.co.za for expert guidance on global trade. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. Some may say we still have a long way to go as South Africans, but knowing and upholding our constitution is a step in the right direction. Section 17 of the Bill of Rights states that everyone has the right, peacefully and unarmed, to assemble, to demonstrate, to picket, 
and to present petitions. SAFM, reminding you of the power that is our Bill of Rights. And that's what makes us South Africa's news and information leader. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. Here comes Adam. Not got much help. Oh, he doesn't need any help. How about that? The striker who rarely scores has scored maybe the biggest goal in the history of the Portugal national team. You and SAFM Sports Wrap, John Kerrick in for Brad Brown this whole week as he takes a well-deserved break. Let's chat football, all things football, with Joe Cran from Soccer Laduma joining us uh, on the line now. Good chatting to you, Joe. It looks as if Ronaldo might very well become a coach. Yeah, uh, well, he's, uh, he's, he's done everything else on the field this tournament, so yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's never surprised to see him running and raving on the sidelines there. I think uh, I don't think he's done him, done him any harm, to be honest. I think that um, a lot of things, other than his, his, his earlier comments in the tournament about Iceland, that were probably a little bit, a little bit silly. I think he's uh, he's really he's, he's really come across well in this tournament. I think he's mm. he's shown his, his passion for the game, but passion for winning, and, and passion for his nation. And I think that um, regardless of what people think about Cristiano Ronaldo, um, seeing him lift the trophy uh, last night is you, you can't be grudging that. And I think that you'd have to be a a, a very uh, Unfair person to, to say that he didn't deserve to at least, uh, at least lift an international trophy in his career at some point. The BBC were going quite big with it. They were reporting it was the tournament where he became a legend. I think um, th- there's always been talk about the Messi-Ronaldo debate and how um, that both of them would be incomplete, their, their legacies would be incomplete without a, an international trophy for Portugal or for Argentina. And, and I think that with, with both teams, there's, there's been talk of, of the two carrying their uh, respective nations, and it's it's funny how these things happen. I mean, uh, yes, the talk will be of, uh, of of Ronaldo having the upper hand now because he's he's won a, t- a tournament with Portugal. But I mean, he wasn't he wasn't on the field. He, he went off after 25 minutes, and yeah. and if it hadn't been for uh, Gonzalo Higuain, um, maybe Messi would have won a tournament with Argentina as well. And and it's unfortunate that I think that the, the Messi Ronaldo debate debate has become such a big thing because for me. I just, I just enjoy the fact that I, when I'm, when I'm 70 years old, I can tell my grandkids and say, look, I was alive to watch these guys play. And I think it's, it's very, it's very sad that it gets brought down to this massive rivalry when, at the end of the day, we should just be enjoying watching the, the two of them play. And I do think they make each other better. So, um, I think that the, the debate is, it will, will forever go on, no matter what Ronaldo wins, no matter what Messi wins. But, um, I do think that, Winning something with Portugal now is, uh, you, I mean, you could see how much it meant to Ronaldo um, on the field. You could see off the field as well after the game, and I, I think it's it's probably a, a nice little sort of monkey off his back. I think that there was always going to be talk about whether he could help uh, Portugal succeed, and, and now he's done that. Let's talk about the match overall. One nil. It was a final, and a couple of people I uh, was watching on social media saying it was going to be a boring draw. Can we just go to penalties and sort it out now? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, when you get to this stage in the tournament, unfortunately, that's often the case. You do find these games are a little bit cagey. It's more a case of these teams being afraid to lose rather than playing to win. And, and I do think that it was, like I say, a situation last night where um, France didn't take their chances. I think if uh, Griezmann had taken uh, taken a header uh, in the game, we could have been talking a different scenario. And it's a, it's a game of those, those small little margins. Uh, if you look at even something like... Uh, 
Koscielny um, getting booked for a handball when, when it was actually Ede that handled the ball. Would he have gone in a little bit harder on, on Ede for, before his goal? Would he have picked up a booking and stopped Ede getting a shot off? And it is those little margins that, that change a game. And um, It wasn't a particularly entertaining game to watch, but um, I'm sure I'm sure Portugal will be... Uh, won't be complaining too much today, uh, irrespective of how the game has to watch. <laughs> Would the French be complaining? I don't think they've got too much to complain about. I don't think there was any sort of real controversies in the game. Like I say, the, the Koscielny handball situation just before the goal is probably the only, the only contention they've gotten. Um, they were probably one of, the, one of the best, if not the best sides during the tournament for mm-hmm. me. And um, going through to the final, I think they will have thought that... It, on home turf with their, with their great record at the Stade de France I think that they will have felt that they were probably the favourites but as, as we know the, the game's not played on paper and um, after after Ronaldo sort of got taken off the field it, it did seem to take a little bit of the impetus out of the game because he was the one that everyone, everyone was watching and it was a little bit of a like I say a bit of a damp squid there was uh, there wasn't too many chances and the ones that, that were there weren't taken so um, it was a, it's, like I say, it's a, it's a final, and when there's so much riding on it, it, it does tend to be the case. I, I don't think anyone, well, I think we were all hoping for a, a bit of a gunko game, but I think we'd be, uh, we'd be expecting too much to, to see, to expect to, to see it from, yeah. from start to finish. I think one of the greatest images of this Euro was uh, all over social media this morning of a Portuguese child consoling a French man uh, who was crying because he had lost. And, uh, and somebody said that that is football right there. It's what it should be, not those fans at the beginning. Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, I, I, I actually created the video myself this morning because it, that, that's, that for me, it just sums up why, why we do this. I mean, when I say we are, I'm talking people in the industry in terms of football journalists, football reporters, football commentators. Like it's 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 nice to have that reminder. I think we do get caught up in the game, but when you work in the industry, we get caught up in the, the sort of practical aspects of it all. And it's so nice to see that sort of situation, and, and especially given the um, given the hooligan, hooliganism before the tournament and all the stuff that was going on. It's nice to see um, football what it can do in its most basic form. Um, there was no real words being shared there between the, between the, the guy and the, and the Portuguese kid. and You could just see how much it meant to the, the French dude. Like you could see it in his face. Like it, really, it really meant a lot to him. And this, this kid's not got the, this, this football hooligan mentality. It's probably not even something that's crossed his mind at some mm. point that, that football can be something that divides. And I think that football is... Uh, a sport that brings us all together. I mean, we we see we've seen so many times over the years how football and sport in general has, has brought people and brought nations and races together. And it's it's like I say, I think when you you see it from a child, it's just a little bit of a reminder. It reminds you why we do this and and why this game is so important and why it's such a sort of an integral part of, of the world. Let's just finish it up by uh, now that I, I was uh, seeing uh, lots of news coming through. Now the English coach is up for grabs, and even Arsene Wenger saying he's not going to write it off. He just has to finish up at Arsenal first. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the the ever ever growing problem of English football. I think um, <laughs> I think I'll be I'll, I'll be surprised if there's anyone who actually wants that job. To be honest, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a bit of a poison chalice. I think there's been so many there's so many people go in there over the years and. You think, oh, maybe this is the guy who's going to come in and change it, and they never do. And it's, it's a difficult job to take because um, 
unfortunately, for some strange reason, we have this this warped sense of entitlement in England that we that we should be winning everything that we that we are that we deserve these trophies. And, and unfortunately, for the last 50, 60 years, it's not it's not been the case. And and I think that we we need someone now who's going to come in and who's going to um, be a little bit more modern. I think that when you look at Roy Hodgson, he's a, a coach of a, a bygone era uh, for me. I think he's a, a coach that's not really with the times as much as he should be. And um, it's, it's now a case of, of whether they, they look locally in terms of English managers and mm. see who's available. And I mean, there's been um, Sam Allardyce mentioned today. There's been Jurgen Klinsmann, who's been with us with the United States of America for a while. And it's, it's now a, a situation of making sure we make the right decision. And, um, make we've, we've got a very promising uh, era of players coming through now. I think that it's one thing that we were... As, as English fans were quite optimistic about was was looking at this this team and, and how young it was and the, the talent in there but as has been the case in, in many many other years we, we fell short and I think it would be a real shame if we were to lose this this generation of players because because of one wrong decision now with the with the manager who comes in so whoever does come come into the post now I just I just hope it's the right decision and I, I think that we like I say we need someone who's a little bit more modern a little bit more tactically savvy and and hopefully, uh, if they do get the right man, then then we can start to see a little bit more progress with England. So we'll, we'll have to just wait and see. Jack Cran, Sakula Duma, journalist. Thanks for joining us on SportsRap. Always a pleasure, mate. Um, yeah, hopefully, in, in, in four years' time, we're having the same <laughs> conversation after England just won the Euros. <laughs> Remember that. SAFM has the widest reach of any radio station in the country. So wherever you are, we will bring you the best programs 24 hours a day. If you're on holiday or on a business or road trip anywhere in South Africa, know that we will be with you. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. SAFM Sports Wrap. Let's chat a little bit more football now. South African women's national team coach Vera Powell is proud of her team despite losing 1-0 to the USA in Chicago. The USA have an impressive pedigree in women's football, having won the World Cup on three occasions and the Olympic title four times. The Dutch woman Powell is impressed by her team and that they held their own against the mighty US when all and sundry expected a huge drubbing. I think with all the problems that we've had, that um, we can also be proud as staff because the players were absolutely ready. Um, we have Elisabeth Michelsen who is doing all the scouting and she prepared all the details about this team. And we have to select them, the, 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 the things that are important for the players, to not overload them and get the key things into um, our preparation. And the concentration of the players has been tremendous. Um, I must say the big, biggest task was also to get them ready for the atmosphere. Um, for the singer of the anthem of USA, for example, for um, this fantastic immense stadium, for all the impressions like playing against all those big stars that they admire. And, but they, have, they had to be equal. They had to be on level with them because otherwise you're 5-0 down before you even start. <laughs> so... Um, I think with all the hard work and all the concentration, the togetherness of, of staff and players, we have been able to perform at this level. Um, and I think we've surprised USA also because um, the strategy was to press forward and instead of just parking the bus backwards. And I think, I hope that you've seen that. <laughs> um, and I think that has been the biggest uh, win today, that we are able against the world champion to press them into their half. 
Well, Pa is concerned about the lack of scoring goals from her team against in the U.S. match, as well as the two friendlies against the Netherlands last month. She says that the team must take the few chances that come their way. Yeah, that is something, yeah, because uh, scoring goals is not something that you just learn in a few weeks. I think the major issue that we must have the guts to fail. Um, because the chances, the few chances that we got, and we didn't go for goal, um, was just because we were too afraid to miss, and we wanted to have an even better chance, or even better, and even better. And at this level, it's gone. You can say that a thousand times, but they have to experience it. And now today, they have experienced it, and hopefully that will help them grow very quick. Because if you see the difference between this team now and a month ago against the Netherlands, that's again an immense. Um, improvement. I, th- I think I don't know how others think about it, but I think we've done. Uh, we've really performed at the top level. And Amanda Dlamini made her 100th appearance for Banyana Banyana. She's happy with the milestone. Well, it was a, an exciting match um, to be part of. I think we have made a huge step with the game. Um, we we showed that we are able to challenge whomever if we just set our minds to it. And I think it was. Um, an opportunity again to make so much progress from what we have done in terms of building up to the Olympic Games. Well, I was just really trying to block everything um, out of my head um, before the match because I knew how, how important it is to first play a match and then celebrate after. But um, I think it, was, it, it came from a good place where people were just supporting and encouraging and showing their appreciation for what I've done for the team, uh, also for the national team and, and our supporters back at home. So it's quite exciting um, to have finally made 100 caps today. SAFM Sports Wrap. That's the program for today, produced by Siobhan Shady. Thanks very much. John Carrick is my name for SAFM Sport. Thanks for popping in. It's been great to be with you back again tomorrow afternoon. More sports between half past six and seven o'clock. Talk shop with Bongi's after the news at seven.